Howdy. Hi. How are you? I'm really, really good. I said howdy like a cowboy. Because you live in Texas. I do live in Texas. You live in Texas as well. I do. I don't know that well, anybody knows that. I don't yes. think I, I didn't mean to hesitate. You, you do live in Texas. <laughs> um, you're from elsewhere. I'm from elsewhere, and I just got back from seeing my people from elsewhere, so I'm feeling a little... Okay. A little... <laughs> so where you're originally from does mean <laughs> something? Does that, it does. Oh what does it gosh, mean? Oh my gosh, I'm being really silly. It means New Orleans. It means New Orleans. Okay, I was going to try to say something like, ooh, Cajun French, but I got nothing okay oh bonsoir that means good night why would i say good night right now i don't I, know it's not nighttime I don't, they don't know that you should have rolled okay. it should have been like it's nighttime but i have been practicing my marquis de lafayette intro so is that a hamilton, hamilton. thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't seen it still um one of the many ongoing this. jokes yes. that um that are all of our binging <gasps> podcast listeners are enjoying i'm sure It is raining outside, and so we are not in a soundproof room. We're in like a room in a church hall. So uh, you crosses hoarded all over. Yes, there's the walls. lots of crosses on the wall. Um, no vampires in here. Not at um, all. Uh, so you might hear uh, the rain, like you know, kind of make a noise, and you also might hear uh, like when the wind blows in this building, the roof kind of makes noise but too. look don't be concerned for our safety yeah it's okay it's fine i mean we obviously still have electricity because we're recording Oh, that's true so uh we just wanted to oh, let everybody know yes. yeah just wanted to let everybody know that that's that's a thing it's okay it's happening <laughs> um so there might be a little bit of noise more than our usual unprofessional like chair noise and stuff slurping like that on drinks slurping on drinks yeah um so uh that's exciting um, I think this is our eighth or ninth episode. I think it's our eighth. We're getting close to double digits. We are. We're getting close to double digits. Um, yeah, that's Which fun. makes me happy. I mean, if you like, if you think about significant figures, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, have to have mm-hmm. at least two, right? So zero, eight. Um, that's I don't that's even know what digits. you're talking about. What it's is like chemistry. I probably got that wrong. Significant I, it's numbers. chemistry from high school a long time ago. Significant oh, figures. Um, anyway. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not following you. It's okay. Usually you go No one math. else is. No one else is either. Hmm? Math. Yeah, you've said lots of math terms. That, it is before. a math term. I mean, it's a chemistry term, but it's like, that's how you calculate things in like science. You have to pay attention to significant figures. Tells you how many decimals and all that stuff. Significant numbers? Figures? Yeah. Numbers, figures. I don't know. Maybe our teachers taught differently. I'm a youth I don't minister. Know what you're talking about. I'm a youth minister. Maybe science is different in New Orleans. <laughs> hey, it could be. It could be. That is it definitely a possibility. Okay, so uh, we're podcasting today, which is super fun. Um, we haven't. We actually took a couple of weeks off. To, yeah, you um, know, we don't want to work too hard. We don't want to work too hard to just kind of enjoy the end of the summer. Um, end of the summer means uh, it's kind of ramping up in the youth ministry world. So I, I've actually True been story. pretty busy and mm-hmm. needed the time off. Um, I know you got to 
go home to New Orleans. I did. And I've heard all about it. How and it sounds like it was, was fun. That? It was good. Awesome. That's very cool. A little recharge. Um, yeah, a little recharge. So, uh, our, our, there was also just a funny noise in my headphones. If you guys heard the funny noise, great. If you didn't, I, I don't know. If maybe you heard it, enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Rewind it. A little, and enjoy it again. That's a little lanyap. That's what we say in New Orleans. A little lanyap. A little something extra. A little something, a little extra. something is that, extra. Is that what that means? Yeah. Something extra? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Like a bonus something extra. Not like a bad something extra. Like a good something extra. Okay. Very cool. Lanyap. Okay. I like that. Awesome. Don't ask me how to spell it. I think I know, but I, I'm not. I actually know so. how to spell that. L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, there it was. Yeah. The lanyard. There it was again. Um, I don't know what that is, but there's a lot of like weather stuff going on. So, uh, but we're going to persevere in podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something pretty awesome today. Death. Death. Kind of, kind of. It is awesome. It is awesome. It's, well, well uh, it's, got, <laughs> it's got a lot of layers, right? Like death, death has a lot of layers and certainly we could talk about the, um, uh, the, uh, this idea of like, like death in the very, um, uh, death in a very human sense and like why, um, like why people die. Mm, and are we talking about that? I, I don't think I was prepped for that. I don't No, we're not. That's what I'm saying is we I'm could, like, wait, we could talk we about that? that and maybe that's what people expect. And maybe we should oh, try okay. to tackle that one day. One day. Um, but not we're today. not, we're, we're looking at, uh, uh, spiritual death yeah. today and and maybe even um, if that doesn't make sense to you uh, the idea that uh, all the things that bother you all the things that take up your energy and your mind and your space and all that stuff um, you can die to those things mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about how and we're also going to kind of relate that to um, Jesus's death on the cross mm-hmm. uh, and his um which is which is obviously intimately linked to his his resurrection right. and his appearance to the disciples and the creation of the church and all these different things. Big um, picture, and yeah, big We're picture. Look at the big picture, and that's got a fancy name. It is kind of fancy. It is kind of fancy. Um, do you want to say the fancy name? Paschal mystery. It's the Paschal mystery. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Paschal uh, meaning Easter. Right? And mystery meaning we don't know everything about it. Meaning it's a mystery. Meaning it's a mystery. I kind of want to start there. Is that okay? okay. Is that okay <laughs> if I start there? Um, I want to start there because um, uh, that uh, idea of mystery is something that you hear about a lot mm-hmm. in uh, the Catholic Church. And if you are one of those Catholics or Christians who's maybe on the periphery, you might have a problem with that word, mystery. You may Feels be, a little scapegoat. It's scapegoat. Gopi? Skate Gopi? Skate <laughs> You know what I mean. Skate Gopi. No, you that know what I mean. Awesome. Skate Goat. E. It, it, feel, yeah, it, it feels, feels like, oh, if we don't understand something, throw it in the mystery category. Throw it in the, yeah, you throw it in the mystery tub with all the mystery mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, with the Scooby Doo mystery boat. I'm can't, I'm seeing the lime green. The mystery BW machine? Wagon. The mystery yeah. machine? Yeah. I'm sorry. Zoinks. Yeah. That's the direction we were going to go in. No, that's okay. Okay. Um, okay. So let's, uh, we, we do kind of uh, define that word mystery, um, like on Scooby-Doo or NCIS or whatever you might watch. Way to um, level up. That was good. That was good. Um, we define that word mystery as something to be solved, right? So right. if there's a mystery, um, we want to solve it. We want to get all the answers. It's mystery. 
to yeah, solve. Yes, exactly. To be solved. Yes, um, we want to we want to get all the answers. We want to have all of the all of the information and and to be able to point to like a like a like a verifiable solution. Black right? and white. Black and white. We want to make things make sense and and uh, want to put a nice little bow on things. That's kind of our our human nature in general, yeah, right? Even if you're even if you're not a person. Um, maybe like, maybe you're a person like myself that, uh, not a whole lot makes sense all the time, right? I'm not the most disciplined person when it comes to like keeping things organized or, or keeping a schedule, stuff like that. Um, but I do like it when the end of the movie wraps up nice and pretty and I understand everything and it blows my mind. Like, I love that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So, um, as much as we all love that kind of mystery, um, maybe this is, uh, maybe it's not bad news. I hope it's intriguing news for you. We're not talking about that kind of mystery. Right. Um, when we say that God is a mystery or when we say that things are a mystery in the church, you hear that about the sacraments a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. why do we have the Eucharist? Well, we, we know kind of like why and, and how Christ, you know, um, uh, set up the Eucharist the way that it is and, and, you know, kind of why he did things the way he did, but the depths of the graces of the Eucharist and maybe some of the, the deeper, um, the deeper lessons that, that are there to be unpacked. Uh, we, we don't have all those answers, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and the reason is because we're not supposed to, Cause we're which like is a really human, which is a really, really hard thing. I think for a lot of Christians to I grasp, think it's, hard. it's also a relief to me. I is feel it? like, ugh, good, I don't need to figure that out. Okay, okay. Maybe um, I'm lazy, I don't know. But I that, feel like that's like, it feels like a load off. Okay, I, I, I think that, and this is something that I've run into in youth ministry, I think a lot of people think that that's a cop-out. And and feel like, um, hmm. well, if you if you can't really, you know, if you can't really explain your faith and you can't really answer all the questions, oh. then, then how really how connected are you to God, right? Like what kind of... You know, what kind of knowledge mm. do you really have? What kind of things is your church really teaching? Blah, blah, blah. People want to have all the answers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this idea of realizing that I don't have all the answers and I can be okay with that, um, I think that takes a little time for some people, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm sure, I don't know about you, it took me some time. There was definitely a phase in my life where I wanted to be able to explain everything. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I totally bought tons of apologetics books and was researching and trying to... Yeah, and you find want, answers. Yeah, you want to correct people, and you mm-hmm. want to like like debate. I know, I know, and that's great. That's wonderful. We've said it before. That's not the purpose of this podcast necessarily. Um, so, for maybe what we're going to talk about today, talking about death and the mystery of of death, especially of spiritual death, um, a mystery is um, uh, it's a, it's something to be explored. Let's think about it that way. So imagine yeah. um, imagine a cave. Right, and it's um, on the outside. Maybe you've got this, um, you know, this beautiful waterfall next to this cave, and there's this, you know, pretty rainbow, and you know, the the sun is shining, and it's just a gorgeous day. And there's every reason in the world to kind of go um, explore this cave, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe this cave has really kind of piqued your curiosity, right? And as you as you set foot into the cave there's this feeling of suspense because you you don't really oh know, gosh, don't know what's, what's on yes. the other side right and yeah. but imagine imagine a cave that just keeps going and imagine a cave that keeps going and gets maybe even more and more um 
beautiful and suspenseful mm. and uh you know the, the the deeper that it goes um the more you want to keep going right mm. so that's that's a I, I think a um a workable analogy for the mystery of god god invites us into uh the mystery of his existence the mystery of his presence um and and kind of slowly reveals uh himself to us in in this mysterious way right he, he doesn't answer all of our questions at once um and and he's got his reasons for that uh, i know for me in my life it's because usually um all of my questions are kind of about me and they're not really mm. about my relationship with god right um. they're about me wanting to like you know fix a certain thing or yeah. do it you know and god's got other plans for me right so he's trying to kind of lead me on this path um i'm making god out to be very manipulative he's not Mm-mm. um he's 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 kind of like it's kind of like when you're um you're a parent Nick, nikki you're a parent right mm-hmm. i can look back on my life and i see my dad and mom um raising me the way they did and, and treating me the way they did when i was when i was very young versus maybe when i was a teenager versus maybe when i was in my 20s or whatever um and how that relationship changes mm-hmm. and also how my um my perception of my parents changed yeah. right so when i was little my dad was like the strongest man in the world right and it right. was this very mysterious um sort of sort of hero thing about my so about strong? yeah exactly yeah. thing about my dad and as i as i got older and as i grew in a more mature relationship with him you know you 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 do see the reality of who your parents are right mm-hmm. and there's and more of them becomes revealed um for some of us that's a really wonderful experience sometimes it's not yeah. that's okay and it's the same thing with our heavenly father yeah. right um it's the same thing with christ it's the same thing with the holy spirit it's the same thing with even when we like like christ's um uh story in the scriptures uh it's even the same thing there you can read a you can read a scripture one time or read it a thousand times and mm-hmm. and then on that you know time a thousand and one Mm -hmm. you realize oh there's something like really new kind of being revealed to me here in this um that's the kind of mystery we're talking about well i think the idea too of you know our scripture being the living word of god it um knowing that helps me with the whole uh accepting hearing different things at different times from the same story Mm -hmm. i love that yeah, I love it too. Well, then it also causes me to be a little bit anticipatory of, oh, I want to read it again. Mm-hmm. What does he have for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what's gonna what's gonna jump out, right? And, and yeah, what's and, gonna be revealed? And you could even you can even apply that to that same logic to your to your prayer life or yep. to your experiences right. at at church on a Sunday, right? right? Like, you know, Catholics are, um, we we we're notorious for going through some motions and i don't say that like it's okay if you're just going to church and going through the motions you should take steps to not be to to be more intentional right but we're not really talking about that today um but that does that does happen right it's something Mm -hmm. that that we we kind of get um we we have a little bit of a of a there's a there's a perception out there in the world that catholics just kind of show up and they you know they make the sign of the cross and they stand and they kneel and they do the things and then it it you know that like that's it it's a very it's a very religious but maybe not spiritual exactly Mm -hmm. a very passive kind of religious experience and um that's not the case our 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 worship even uh is also mysterious and and there are times when 
You know, uh, the priest says that thing that he said a thousand times at mass that I've heard over and over and over again in my life. And for some reason that day, um, it, it makes sense. I'm a little more open to what mm-hmm. God has for me. Or maybe God is, is you know, speaking a little louder, whispering a little louder into my and ear, he into that. my heart. He does, for yeah. sure. And that's all, again, part of this mystery. It's a part yeah. of this um, this very deep and... and um, complex relationship that we have with God and and it is kind of like descending into the unknown and mm-hmm. that's that's a really cool thing um, just so you're aware the uh, you know one of the other beautiful things about our God is when you say yes to descending into that unknown or, sh- or I should say ascending I guess into that unknown mm. um, God won't let you fail in that yeah. right the only the only the only obstacles that are going to get in your way are obstacles that you put there. Um, and that I think maybe kind of leads us to to what we're going to talk about today. Um, when we do have some pushback and some obstacles and some tough stuff in our life, um, that's when death can be really, really useful, important, important, necessary. Yeah, absolutely. To grow, necessary to grow. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> Bruh, I feel like you put me on the spot. I'm sorry. Okay, no, that's okay. Okay. Um, so what do you want to know about? Okay. Dying and growing. Dying and growing. <laughs> um, I feel like that's in the Bible somewhere. It is. It is. I think of, well, I mean, um, the passage about the grain of wheat. I mean, that's a, um, one that's super familiar to many of us. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that the wheat has to die in order to produce fruit. Fruit. There you go. Awesome. I'm having a little bit of a, um, what's going on here? I'm sorry. No, you're doing I'm great. I'm still on vacation. That's okay. Maybe. Nikki's very tan <laughs> and very happy. She went on vacation. And, um, I'm, and I'm loving the idea about talking about dying to self. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the words escape me. That's okay. That's I think okay. like an, if, but if I could give an example, you know, like that whole idea of um, dying to the obstacles so that when when I was trying to um, study apologetics with the intent of learning almost scholastically about my faith, but my heart wasn't in it, I needed to die to some of that desire mm-hmm. to understand in my head because that was kind of taking over and mm-hmm. my heart wasn't in it. And I think what I have, um, the fruit that has come from that is that I have learned that God is in pursuit of me, hmm. and that word just—I oh, love it. It's a yeah, it's a it's a cool concept. I love it. To, I mean, to, the to God of the universe, God of the universe wants a relationship with me, absolutely, and will go to any length to have a relationship with me. Would he go so far as to die? He would. Yes. How cool is that? Okay, it's so cool. I have a caveat. Okay. Okay, so I have been um, this, I don't know when this is going to air, but um, this week Mm -hmm. we celebrated the Feast of the Seven Sorrows of Mary. We did. And I've been praying that rosary, Mm -hmm. the Seven Sorrows rosary, a few times recently, which is new for me. Um, And reading the reflections has literally brought me to my knees like it's um heartbreaking and i think i still i 
I still am in awe and almost shocked that he would go to those lengths and allow mm-hmm. that kind of suffering mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think I'm I'm okay and I can wrap my head around for us, mm-hmm. the collective of humans. But when I think and I know that he did it for me mm-hmm. specifically, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm paraphrasing I, here, but I think I think it was C.S. Lewis uh, that that or first time I heard this concept, it was in a C.S. Lewis book that Jesus would have done everything he did, even if it was for just one of us. Like if it was just one person that had decided to sin, and that hadn't led to like all of us being kind of wrapped up in sin, um, and it was just one person outside of heaven. Like that's how far you know he 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 leaves the ninety nine mm-hmm. right to go find mm-hmm. the lost sheep. Um, that's, that's Jesus's, uh, death. That's him, uh, you know, dying to this idea of, um, of us just kind of being in line and being perfect and, and, and not wanting to, um, uh, explore maybe what the world has to offer. Right. And and Mm -hmm. and when I say the world, I mean like the secular world has to, has to offer, um, I, I think that we can see different times in scripture where Jesus, he, he talks about this and he, he's sort of living this out at different times. He knows, um, you know, that especially in John's gospel, he talks about what's going to happen in Jerusalem a mm-hmm. lot, right? And he, go, he over and over and over again, he's trying to explain to his disciples, no, no you guys, you guys don't get it. Like this is going to be really hard when he talks about destroying the temple and rebuilding mm-hmm. it in three days. He's talking about his own body, right? He's talking about him being destroyed and and in a very physical and painful and very real way a way Mm -hmm. that is very um that is very real for jesus both in in both his humanity and his divinity Mm -hmm. god the father doesn't want his son to suffer right god the holy spirit doesn't doesn't want god the son to suffer right there there is and and jesus certainly in his in his humanity but also in his divinity doesn't want to suffer in the garden of gethsemane he he asks god the father to to take this cup from him right Mm -hmm. and and that's not because he's a coward it's not because he's not on board with the plan right it's because suffering sucks Mm -hmm. it's because suffering is suffering it's hard nobody likes it right and and so when we um when we think about the fact that you know god the father had or or, uh, I'm sorry, like the God of the universe, right? That same God of the universe that wants to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. you. Um, it's not that he he necessarily wanted to go through that. It's that he was willing mm-hmm. to go through that to bring you and I back to him, to bring you and I back into a relationship <sighs> with him, right? Blows your mind. Exactly. Like talk about the end it's of the wonderful. movie blowing your mind. And then I always, I, feel, I mean, uh, is that where the Catholic guilt comes from? Where I'm like, oh, <laughs> you have to do that for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the cool thing is, um, he's got and he can, you know, he's, he's got and he can. And that's, that's, uh, I think sometimes the only, for me, at least that's the only like way to make it make sense is Mm -hmm. just by going, well, I'm going to let him do that because he's, he's God and, and I'm not, and he can do those things. Right. And, And it can, it can make sense because he's God. And I guess in those moments, it's like, the human part of Jesus had to die to the 
idea of I am also divine. I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. But he chose not to, and he died to it so that we could have salvation. And the divine part had to die to, like, I could snap my fingers and this would all be over. Yeah. You know? Um, Why am I slumming it right now? You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, Gosh. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm slumming it because Nikki and James need me to. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, and um, so... You know, so like I said, Jesus, Jesus, uh, he talks a lot about this in Scripture. He talks a lot about uh, the kind of death that he would endure. Um, so much foreshadowing. There and is, yet, and yet the density of <laughs> <laughs> the density of man in general, right? Um, and and Wait, and what? our and our density too. Like, I know. It, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. We see it. You know, we see it two thousand years later, and I'm still ju- kind of like, what? I was actually just talking to my dad, um, kind of about the same thing, and how. My dad was like, yeah, we, you know, we, he was mad at some, someone in the church for doing something like something he didn't agree with. And so we were texting back and forth and he was like, you know, we never learn. And it occurred to me, like, mm. it's not about learning. If it were about learning, like just knowledge, yeah, Jesus would have put on like a weekend seminar and been like, okay, you guys got it. I'm done. Okay. I'm out of here. I'm yeah. going back to heaven. Food's better up there. Like webinars on file. Exactly. He'd have been. And it's up to us to learn it, and then we, we move the on. End. The end, yeah. right? No more sin. We're done. Oh, I learned that. Great. I'm done. Okay. That's not how it works, right? Yeah, it's, that- it's not about learning. It's about, it's about transformation. Mm-hmm. And, and so this, um, this spiritual death is a part of that transformation, which we call the Paschal Mystery. The Paschal Mystery, we can all um, be a part of it, right? Uh, in the tech community, we kind of identify the Paschal Mystery in three parts. We're going to talk about the first part here for a little bit. Um, and that's death. The other two parts, not giving anything away, are rising and going. Okay, uh, we'll talk about those hopefully in the next two episodes. Um, but but there's dying, rising, and going. Die, rise, and go. Um, it was kind of broken down like that for me for the first time in the tech community. Um, and this is the scripture that they kind of use to uh, explain it, right? Um, and so we'll we'll talk about dying to these things. Uh, in sort of the context of this scripture. And again, this is from John's gospel. He's trying to explain um, really to everyone, uh, but specifically to his disciples, um, that um, that he's got to go to Jerusalem and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. We can do this. We can do it. We can do hard things. Put your your big boy pants on. (sighs) Right? So here goes. He says, uh, this is John 12, uh, chapter 24. Uh, I'm sorry, John chapter 12, verse 24. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. Okay, I want to serve him. Yeah, what do me I need too. To do? Like, what do like, I need to sign me up. That's like that's like the you know like the win one for the Gipper speech, right? <laughs> like you want to you want to run through a brick wall, right? For your for your for yeah. your savior. Oh. Um, but there's some tough stuff in there, and there's some things that I think a lot of times our our humanity we we really um, gloss over. We really want to gloss <laughs> over, and and when it comes down to like time for those things to happen. We, we want to run and hide and we yeah. want to kind of, we put up walls around ourselves and we want to kind of protect ourselves from this fear of, of this suffering of this dying mm-hmm. to things. Um, so just to be clear, you're not physically dying 
to anything when we say spiritual death. Okay. Right? No, I right? that, yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. So, um, just in case anybody's like, wait, what? You want me to do just what? Just to be clear. Yes. Yes. You're not physically dying to anything. You are, you are spiritually dying, which... Yeah. So, what does that look like? I know when people say, surrender your problem to God. I'm like, tell me what that looks like because I want to do it. And that's vague. I want to do it. And it's but, vague. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. God, I surrender these things to you. I, I still don't know that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So, what does it mean? To die to mm-hmm. something. What does it look like? Tell me. I'm I, asking you. That's not... You're asking me? Okay. okay. <laughs> you're looking at I me thought, like, I thought oh, maybe wait, you're where's going, the rest of the I story? Maybe you're going somewhere. No, no, um, not going anywhere. So I think a really easy way to look at this is Lent. I think, I, think, yes. I think we can, you know, thank God for the, you know, praise God for the liturgical year and kind of breaking down our relationship with God throughout the year, right? Um, uh, Lent is Lent this feels term. tangible. Lent feels tangible. Yeah. Why? You give up Oreos. Yeah. You know, and and you you don't you know you. Ooh, you, and it hurts. You try not to say bad words, or you try to be a better driver, or something. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 trying to express some kind of positive change in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, now Lent. It's important to remember Lent is not just about fasting, right? right. Because because. Um, Fasting is sort of a fi- the physical side of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we should also be trying to do things during Lent, during Advent, really kind of all year, not just the penitential seasons. Um, we should always be trying to do things that uh, make more room for God in our lives. Okay, so what I what I like to tell teens during Lent is, okay, if you're if you're giving up video games, if you're mm-hmm. giving up, you know whatever your fast might be, or if you're trying to have a little more prayer time in your life, you're trying to be a little nicer to your siblings or something like that. In those moments where you feel tempted to go play video games, in those moments where you really miss that thing that you that's gave That's where up, it's at. That's where God is inviting you mm-hmm. into a conversation with him, into a, a deeper you know, moment with him. Sometimes those conversations are going to be like, God, I really, I, I really just want some chocolate. Like, God and that's and that's the conversation and that's fine. God wants to be there in that, but at other times I think um, we can experience during Lent, like you know, this this consolation from God, which is extremely powerful. And that consolation from God is the same consolation that Jesus receives in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right now, there's not like like this this wow. huge uh, moment in the Garden where like the heavens open up and the Father says like you know you're my son I love you but we do see this resolved Jesus like coming out of his prayer at, at, at when he goes into prayer he's sweating blood I'm I feel like kind of proud like mom proud of him yeah you know? yeah he's sweating he's sweating blood right yeah. he's so distraught and so stressed that he's sweating blood and when he when he comes out of the Garden when he comes out of that prayer experience. He's now been been fortified by mm. the love of God, by the love of the Holy yeah. Spirit, to to face this this horrible death. Right, that's what Lent does for us. Lent is actually Lent actually means spring. It means growth. Okay, and and when we when we when we um, when we kind of get these things, these obstacles, right, these things that we're giving up um, uh, for our relationship with God, and we get those things out of the way. God has more room to work in our mm-hmm. lives. And when, when we give God room to work in our lives, we grow. Yes. Every single time. Okay, I'm thinking, okay, I have an analogy. Okay. 
I'm thinking of my kids with their orthodontic stuff Mm -hmm. and that whole tension, right? So I feel like, you know, when there's that tension that's created when you put the new wire on and your teeth start shifting and it hurts, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like, I feel like Lent could be like that a little bit with the whole, you give stuff up. It's painful when you think of, I want the chocolate and you have that internal dialogue with, with Jesus and yourself and you're like, oh, I want it, but you know, you don't need to have it. You mm-hmm. can just rely on me. And it's, it's like a, um, a God, a holy tension, mm-hmm. a holy tension that creates growth, growth. and new life. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, but it hurts. It does. It hurts. Because growing, it hurts. growing hurts. We get growing pains. Hi, Late to Church podcast listeners. This is James, and no, those aren't Christmas bells you're hearing. Those are Advent bells. What are Advent bells? I don't know. Advent, though, is this truly magical time of year in the life of the church in which we get to really explore what it means to desire Christ in our hearts and in every other aspect of our lives. Advent leads up to Christmas and is an excellent way to stay focused on your relationship with God through the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Over the next four weeks of Advent, we're inviting some friends on the podcast with us. Super exciting. These clergy and religious men and women are excited to share their stories of encounter with you and help you, our listeners, grow in love with Jesus as we prepare for Christmas. Our first Advent episode drops Wednesday, December 2nd. Please join us, and happy Advent. Peace. There is no one in Scripture, um, at least at least no one that that um, that comes out of Scripture with any kind of uh, uh, participation in salvation. I don't know another way to say that, right? Like without being, you know, re- transformed, re- redeemed, transformed in a painful way. That doesn't that doesn't have to doesn't have to really like like dig down deep and like mm-hmm. give things up. Right. You know, I mean, right. like, like even like, I mean, you, you know, you think about those kind of one-off um, uh, encounters with Jesus in the gospel, the, 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 the Samaritan woman at the well, at the well or yeah. the woman caught in adultery, which, which we've, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. They have to go through kind of these humiliating experiences, mm-hmm. right? This, this woman, uh, the, the woman at the well, like she, she's humiliated. She's going to the well by herself in the middle right. of the day because she doesn't have anyone on her side, right? She doesn't she, want to be seen. She doesn't want to be seen. It's it, she's this kind of totally broken person, and and in order for her to really have that encounter with God, she has to give God. She she has to have enough faith in God, or or at least enough faith in maybe in in um, what she perceives as God mm-hmm. to like participate in that encounter. Right, and that yeah. that means that there's something stirring in her. God is is stirring something in her that really encourages her to let that other stuff go. Mm-hmm. Hey, those people they, they're talking bad about you. They don't want to be your friends. They, you can die to that and still have a relationship with God that transforms you. Mm. Right? Yeah. When Jesus is talking about the grain of wheat, he's talking about his body, and he's talking about how he has to be glorified and how we have to see him rise again. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to see him conquer death. In order for the church to get off the ground, in order for us to be participating in salvation, like we need that, right? For us to be um, uh, redeemed from our sin, we need that. But he's also giving us an example of letting go of the things that we're holding on to, right? Yeah. So that we can 
we can reach out to God. If you're if you're if you're reaching out to God, you know, with stuff in your hands, with with your your fists clenched, with a bunch of stuff in your hands, yeah, you can't fully you can't hold on to you him. can't hold on to him, right? And and I know that sounds like a kind of a cliched youth ministry thing to say, and it is. Uh, I'm not ashamed it? of it. Okay. Um, I think a little bit, um, but it's but it's true. It's a really good analogy. If you've yeah. got you know if you've got your hands full, if you've got your heart full. It's really difficult Where's for God for him? to 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 take up residence with yeah. you, right? And and to take up, um, you know that that space in your life, like He talks about. Whoever loves His life loses it, and whoever mm-hmm. hates His life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves Me must follow Me, and where I am, there also will My servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves Me. God is talking about you making space for Him in your life. And I think I want it to be pretty and easy and clean and not messy and what he's telling us is you know through the parable of the grain of wheat talking about the temple being destroyed and and rebuilt i feel like is he doing like the little roll roll in his eyes emoji i'm thinking like oh y'all totally don't get it now okay (laughs) all right here's what's gonna have to happen gethsemane calvary I, th- I I think that if God were that impatient, he would roll his eyes constantly. Yeah. Because we're... I roll worthy. I mean, all the time. My thoughts are for sure. All the time. Yeah. I actually... I went to confession one time, and I told the priest um, uh, who... Uh, shout out is Father Charlie Garza, who's awesome. Father Charlie uh, Garza! If you, know, if you know Father Charlie, I, I told him... Uh, um, I was struggling with with uh, forgiving someone, right, and and forgiving a very important person in my life, and um, and I told him that when I thought about this person, I got really angry and I got really, you know, like like just just kind of jaded about mm. the whole thing, and and I felt like God or Jesus was kind of like in the corner of the room, like shaking his head at me, like when when is James going to learn? Like Good when grief, when is James going to figure this out? And Father Charlie was like. First of all, like Jesus is not in the corner of the room. Jesus is on the cross. Ugh. Jesus is on the cross. Is that when you cried? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's when I cried. Oh and my he said, God. And he said, he said, and he's not shaking his head. He's looking up at the Father and saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Right? Jesus knows, Jesus knows that you don't get it. Jesus knows that you don't get it. And it's not because you're incapable of getting it. And it's not because you're like, you know, some broken thing. It's because suffering like clouds our judgment. It clouds our understanding of things. It, it gets in the way, right? And, mm-hmm. and when we say, you know, that we have to, 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 to you know, give it up to God or, or to, to, to make that... Um, maybe make that suffering worthwhile that we're going to kind of grow through that suffering. We do have to work in partnership with Jesus and mm-hmm. we have to let Jesus do his part. Yeah. Right. The reason that I felt like I couldn't get over that is because I, I didn't really want Jesus to forgive me. Like, like that's kind of what I realized mm-hmm. is that, that I was, it was more comfortable for me to kind of hold on to that pain and to hold on to that struggle than it was for me to say that person over there that hurt me, that I that I that I love and that I thought loved me that hurt me, they need mercy too, mm. and they need mercy not just from me but from God. Yeah, right. We don't 
we don't want to think that way. For me, that was a big, um, a big die to self moment, mm-hmm. at realizing that, that what I was holding on to was like, it was, it was killing me, right? It was, it was, it was eating me up. And if I didn't, if I didn't let that go, if my ego didn't let that go, and if I didn't, um, uh, let Jesus die with that on the cross, mm-hmm. then it was going to keep me from really uh, encountering him, yeah. right? And that's what that's what sin does, right? That's what that's what sin. Separation. Uh, there's this, yeah. There's this separation between us and God. Um, when we when we die to it, though, um, however difficult and however um, extraordinarily painful sometimes it can be to die to self. I've never experienced like really letting something go and not felt the consolation of God, mm-hmm. not felt this overwhelming relief uh, in my heart. And now it doesn't mean that those things still don't make me sad or they still don't, you know, upset me, but I know that I know that I'm here kind of where I'm at in my relationship with God and, and, and God is who he is and he is taking care of me. Mm-hmm. And that consolation is so much greater than than any of the burdens that I mm-hmm. could, that I could like even hope to carry, let alone that I kind of pile on myself, right? Do you feel it in your body? I yes. feel like my heart rate um, levels out. I feel taller after confession. You feel taller. I feel taller. I, I come out of confession feeling taller. Yeah. I was definitely like doing the little heel click. You know, nice. like happy, 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 happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. It was. Yeah, I went to confession recently too. Nice. <gasps> it was so good. Mm-hmm. I even like you know we're still in the COVID season, so we had to wait outside, so like I could see my car, and I kept thinking, oh, if the next person doesn't come out fast, like I'm just gonna run for it, mm-hmm. and then um, then it was my turn, and I walked in, and I swear, <laughs> like this sad little kid approaching mm-hmm. the God of all creation through my priest, and I'm like sulking, and oh God, I can't believe I'm gonna do this, and it was so good. That's awesome. It was so good. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. <sighs> so, so you had said something, you said something earlier, like, how, how do we do that? What does that look like? What does it look like? The dying to self? The dying to self. Like what's, you know, if we had to explain the process of it to someone, uh, what mm. would we, what would we say? Um, okay. I will say this, it is not scientific evidence, but I bring it to prayer. I, when I'm struggling with something, and I think typically, and I would say, I think you know, people know when there's something that they need to die to. So I go to him in prayer and ask for his help in letting that go. And even in the asking for help and letting it go, asking for direction, point me where I need to go in order to allow you to take this because I don't want to focus on it anymore mm-hmm. type of thing. Sure. So, so That's what it looks like for me. I guess it could be different. Is dying to self, would you say that's, do you do it differently? Can people so, do it any sort of way? So I, I, I think that there are some things that are probably, um, that are probably in common, mm-hmm. right? So, so you've got to, you, you, I think you have to commit to it. And, and I think that like you, you have to make a choice, right? And we that, have to be aware, right? Yeah. Aware first mm-hmm. of the fact that there is something, that there is that's something. an obstacle you need to. Mm-hmm. And then, and then that, that, um, that, that awareness ultimately like, you know, there's kind of a, a left or right decision, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you have to, um, 
uh, you have to pick a direction. And that both of those directions have consequences. And, right. and it's almost like um, uh, someone who's been to, to therapy a little bit, um, it's almost like making boundaries. When you first learn mm. how to make a boundary with someone, and you kind of say like, okay, well, this is the behavior that I will accept, and this is the behavior that I won't accept. Mm-hmm. You think, the, the, you know, as you're kind of starting to do that in your life, you think that it's going to be very easy and that it's going to make you feel better, like mm-hmm. immediately. Until it's challenged. Uh, yeah, but when it's <laughs> challenged or, or when, when you have to set a boundary with someone that you, you really love or care about and that boundary hurts them, mm-hmm. right? Um, it immediately feels like this is awful, right? Like this is the worst thing. And, and you have to keep on committing mm-hmm. through that. You have to keep on making that choice over and over and over and over until it becomes kind of like this practiced part of, of who you are, mm-hmm. right? Um, we just heard uh, at the, um, in the mass readings, uh, Jesus tell Peter that um, not just seven times, but 77 times to really forgive someone. Okay. Yeah. Jesus is talking about dying to whatever that thing is, yeah. right? That That is between you and that other person. And it's the same way when we give something to Christ. Usually when we're, when we're giving something, you know, we're, we've got, you know, a little bit kind of in our heart of hearts, we've got our fingers crossed kind of behind <laughs> our back, right? And we don't really want to give that thing away. We want to be in control of it. And yeah. so it takes practice to do that thing. I think that's the thing. I know that's the thing that teenagers miss. Mm-hmm. They think that they're going to do this it's thing one time, one thing. time and, and that it's going to be like amazing, right? And maybe that first time that they really make that choice for the first time, it is amazing. But they wake up the next day and feel like that thing is still there shoot i gotta do it again i gotta do it again yeah and that's the thing is is and that's not god not taking what we're giving him right that's really kind of our humanity like like kicking in and trying to Mm -hmm. control everything and and trying to be in charge of everything all the time i've got another analogy yes the path the path through like the forest or wherever it needs to be well worn and the only way it's well worn is if we keep keep doing it Mm -hmm. keep following that path Mm-hmm. Keep laying it down. Make the decision each day. Mm-hmm. Gonna lay this down. Exactly. So that you got a nice groove. That's right. Yeah, you've got you've you've got to keep you've got to keep making Clear those, it out. those choices that get you to um, that that place of dying before God, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I I like to think about uh, especially when I go to mass. Something that really helps me is what am I. What am I bringing to the mass, right? And we've kind of talked about that a little bit. The altar, the thing. The, the, yeah. the altar thing, yeah. I like um, that. And the the the, the reason, like, uh, you know, the the reason that I like to do that is because it helps me to figure out what I need to die to, mm. right? Um, as much as I'd like to sit up here and say, "Oh, it's this beautiful, amazing experience every time," sometimes it's like, man, there's a lot of stuff up there that yeah. I that I'm putting on the altar this week. I really need to stop and think and pray about you know the things that i need to let go right and 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 that can be hard um but that kind of keeps me kind of focused on on the the choices that i'm making um and and that choice to to bring that stuff to god and to let him carry it for me yeah um i'm a people pleaser mm -hmm. it's a problem Mm -hmm. so i think sometimes i get caught in the trap of oh i don't want to give god too much Mm -hmm. so that's hard but yeah like i hear what you're saying with putting a lot of things up there sometimes Mm -hmm. there's a lot that i have to lay down before him and 
I lose sight of the fact that I'm I'm not God, mm-hmm. and God is God, and He can handle all of my stuff. All of it. Yeah. But big sometimes time. I think, oh no, that's too much. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not. That was for you. I was telling that story for you well, because I, you had a lot of stuff. Well, I I do. I mean, I I fall into that same that same line of thinking uh, pretty often. Is that yeah. you know all of this stuff is for me to figure out and. Um, you know, God wants to be in a relationship with us for the same reason that your BFF wants to be in a relationship with exactly. you. Exactly. It's, to, it's to, to go through life together and to, to, you know, to, to give you someone to lean on and to give you someone to, you know, to love you in this really perfect way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you've got to let God do that. And, yeah. and that, um, you know, the, this whole idea of, of a spiritual death of, of dying to you know, the things that you want to control of dying to these, op- these obstacles it's all part of the process of letting God be God in your life. That's beautiful. I'm thinking of the yoke. The yoke. Not the egg one, but the oxen one. The oxen one. You know, like one. having a milk carry my I didn't, I didn't know that oxen laid eggs. They don't. I mean, not a yolk. A, yol- a yolk. Not a yolk <laughs> from an egg, but a yolk. Yolk. Y-O-K-E. Yes. That felt weird to say. Yes. Y-O-K-E. Mm-hmm. That yolk. Like him helping to carry the load. He talks about it. He wants to. He I'm does. very reluctant. I think we're learning what my sins are that I need to die to. I'm reluctant to hand it over. Is my reluctance a sin? It could be. Maybe. I mean, if it's intentional. Yeah, because sometimes I think I'm not better than him, but I guess in saying, I don't want to burden you with my stuff. That's just pride. That's what? It's just pride. 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 It's just pride. That's what I need it's to just, die to. Thank you, you for thinking, naming it. Just you thinking that God's not God for a brief brief minute. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's not true. That's where all the sins start. But shoot. Yeah. It's tough. Whew. I think you're doing good. That's tough. Yeah. Mm. All right. I'll take your word for it. Awesome. So <laughs> we um we both learned about this. Uh, I'm speaking for you. I'm sorry. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're uh, not the I learned, Nikki may have learned, I'm sure she'll let us know, uh, about this <laughs> about this concept of uh, of die, rise, and go in the Paschal Mystery, and certainly this idea of, of being very proactive and being very intentional about mm-hmm. spiritually dying to these obstacles um, in a retreat experience called Tech. And uh, Tech is awesome, Together Encounter Christ. Some places it's called Teens Encounter Christ. That is correct. Um, uh, but it's all the same kind of tech family. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can, uh, there's all kinds of stuff online. And I'm sure even maybe in your uh, in your diocese, um, there might be a tech community. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, dear. Or maybe dying. A, I'm dying. <laughs> or maybe a, we are talking about death. So that's a, it's a good Good thing. one. Good one. Um, uh, maybe in your, uh, in like a neighboring diocese, there mm-hmm. might be a tech community. Um, regardless, we really encourage you to, Check out a retreat experience, yeah. especially if you're having trouble giving up um, some of these things that we're talking about, giving up some of these obstacles, dying to some of these obstacles. Find a, a, a retreat experience, a place where you can um, kind of be free of distractions. And I know for a lot of you, maybe that doesn't sound fun. It doesn't always sound fun to me to give up my watch or my phone or... Oh my you gosh, know, does that happen? It does. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, to to kind of to 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 give up the world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for for two or three days or maybe even a week um on a retreat somewhere uh where 
hopefully someone is guiding you, maybe even a team of people are guiding you uh, under um, uh, some kind of spiritual supervision, whether that's a spiritual director or a priest or a deacon mm-hmm. or a sister or something like that, um, where, where, where you have support. Um, it's a lot easier for me to, one, realize the things, be, to be aware of mm-hmm. the things I need to die to, and then to make that that first step to make that choice to give those things up whether it's in confession in prayer whatever whatever i might need to do um in that environment so we we talked about it a little bit before um before we started recording that we really do kind of want to encourage you to go on a retreat if you're missing uh you know your relationship with god if you're if you feel like something's missing in that um go and go and seek him on a retreat and you'll 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 find him, right? Like, yeah, like, like he, if your heart stops, it's like the paddles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shot exactly. you back. Exactly, and it's and it's that thing where you know, again, Scripture tells us like if we if we knock on the door, he's he's going to be there. He's right? ready. He's waiting. And that really, what that means is just giving him some room in our lives. And sometimes that means turning off Netflix. And, it means carving out the space and and being intentional. Exactly, and and doing it. Yeah, do the work. We're we gonna have show notes. We're we gonna have, have show notes. Show notes. You know, like after our podcast, we'll ha- like we'll listen to it and say, "Oh, we talked about tech. We should put the website in here." And then we'll like, do, 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 put yes, the in there. wherever you're listening to this, <laughs> we will have a link for tech because uh, tech is awesome. We love it, um, but we'll also have a link for Christ Renews His Parish. Does that yes. sound like a good one? Um, we'll ha- also There's have a link. Acts, Acts, mm-hmm. um, the Awakening Retreats, which which Ooh. happen on college campuses, yeah. are are really amazing for this kind of thing. If you're in that age range. Um, there's there's a lot of really great resources right. out there because um, like minimum once a year yeah you should you should retreat also go to your parish priest if there's not resources at your parish go bother your parish priest about it they love it they do love they it they love talking about retreats and just drawing you in and if your parish to- priest doesn't love it then talk to my parish priest yeah <laughs> tell him thank you and find another one all right there's lots exactly. of resources for you there mm-hmm. are um, and I would, I would just one more little plug. I would encourage you to check out your, your diocesan website as well. Check out your diocese. Yeah. Cause That's, there's lots of great things happening. N- nobody goes to the website of their diocese. Like I, I feel Why like, you think? You know, I, I don't know. I think people, a lot of people don't realize that it's there, but a lot of dioceses yeah. have put in a lot of like time and effort into making their websites like substantial enough, mm-hmm. right. For, for that kind of good stuff to happen. Um, and, and to, to, to have resources. So, um, at check, a minimum, pointing you in out. the right direction check to find something that exactly. could be worthwhile for you. Exactly. Yep, for sure. And can I say the reason why I like tech so much too? Please do. Because we've talked about before too that whole idea of encounter in community. Mm-hmm. Like for me, you know, I th- and I think for a lot of us, we know that God exists and. For I, I feel like I need to see him with skin, and, and it's helpful for me to see him through the people that I encounter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, when, when all of the external world is stripped away and we're able to just be ourselves, that there's Jesus becomes so much more visible sure. through other people, mm-hmm. even like honorary, fussy people. Mm-hmm. You can see Jesus in them mm-hmm. when you're kind of away on the mm-hmm. retreat but that's not to say that it's it's isolated to that or it can only happen there it just mm-hmm. means that it's easiest to be seen sure and i enjoy drawing that out after the retreat yeah absolutely like oh, that that, yes. that that the the a good a good retreat 
experience fosters community life, right? Yeah. It, it, it fosters these, these, um, these other relationships that maybe you didn't realize that you needed, yeah. right? And, and maybe if you're someone who's, who's really kind of struggling, um, with your faith community or struggling with connecting with God, um, maybe that's something you need to die to. Mm-hmm. It's just this idea that, that, God is going to be found in communion with other people, right? He's certainly found in communion sacramentally, mm-hmm. um, but he's also found in communion with other people. He, yeah. he, he exists there and he's kind of waiting for you there. Uh, and that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. yeah. I, think yep. we should, I yep. think we should pray. Oh, good. Let's yeah, do that. Let's do that. All right. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father and a Hail Mary. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, look for links. Look for links in our show notes. Now i got to figure out how to do that. we got to do some show notes. Hooray. Hey. We will s- talk to you next time. We'll I'm see, see you. you. Not really, ever. Unless we go on tour. Wouldn't that from, be fun? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who would yeah. bring us for a tour? Hmm. The Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little far-fetched. Is it? Let's start with the diocese. Let's start with our own parishes and then work our way up to the diocesan Let's, level. Then maybe like, ooh, branch out from there. But a, pro- a prophet is never, like, he's never well-received no. in his hometown. You know what so I mean? So like, true. So we got to go to like... That's true. That's how I feel at my house. We got to oh, go to Pflugerville. Let's go yeah. there. Yeah. That's like... I'm the prophet at my house, and let me just tell you, they don't get me. Yeah. They don't get it. I'm sorry. I think Sheesh. you're a prophet. Thank you. That's because we don't live in the same town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Um, enjoy what you're doing. Be good to yourself and others, and uh, be holy. Fro show. Yep. Adios. Adios. Bye. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mancata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace. <laughs>